tried most everything It ended all the same But good and bad I realize Only Jesus for my pain Designer jeans and pretty Welcome everybody. Today is Sunday, September 24, 2023. It's 7 p.m. Eastern Time and it is time for a Stoner Sunday service. I'm Pastor Pothead. I am a fully ordained Christian pastor through the International Council of Community Churches. This is an open service where everybody is welcome and services of course last no more than 30 minutes. Let us pray. Father, we come before you today with humble hearts. We praise you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for your many blessings in our lives. We ask for your guidance and wisdom as we go through this church service. Help us to open our hearts and minds to hear from you. Amen. So we've got a couple big readings tonight. So I'm going to start with the readings before the music, just so that we're are able to cover time. And our first reading is Psalm 27. This is from the message. This is the word of the Lord. Light, space, zest, that's God. So with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. When vandal hordes ride down, ready to eat me alive, those bullies and toughs fall flat on their faces. When besieged, I'm calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. 
I'm asking God for one thing, only one thing, to live with them in his house my whole life long. I'll contemplate his beauty. I'll study at his feet. That's the only quiet, secure place in a noisy world, the perfect getaway from the, far from the buzz of traffic. God holds me head and shoulders above all who try to pull me down. I'm headed for his place to offer anthems that will raise the roof. I'm already, already I'm singing God songs. I'm making music to God. Listen, God, I'm calling at the top of my lungs. Be good to me. Answer me. When my heart whispered, seek God, my whole being replied, I'm seeking him. Don't hide from me now. You've always been right there for me. Don't turn your back on me now. Don't throw me out. Don't abandon me. You've always kept the door open. My father and mother walked out and left me, but God took me in. Point me down your highway, God. Direct me along a well-lighted street. Show my enemies whose side you're on. Don't throw me to the dogs, those liars who are out to get me, filling the air with their threats. I'm sure now I'll see God's goodness in the exuberant earth. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. And from Matthew 11, 28 to 30, I actually have two different translations to try and give you an idea of what this is saying. The first one again comes from the message, and this is the word of the Lord. Are you tired, worn out, burned out? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And then from the New International Version, so you get more of an idea of what was written in the Greek. Um, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Before we start the sermon, um, take a minute to relax. Listen to the music, and we'll start up right after that. This is Jesus Is by Leanna Crawford.
Let us pray. Lord, help me to speak your word with faithfulness, clarity, authority, passion, wisdom, humility, and liberty. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So today's sermon is about what's next. And this isn't like, you know, what are we doing tomorrow? This is like, dear Lord, what's next? I mean, every time you feel like you're just done fighting the world and you're ready to rest, something else is thrown upon you. And it's like, dear God, what's next? And as, we're, as we face these problems and these tribulations and these trials of our day-to-day -day lives, it feels like constantly the world is just weighing its weight upon us. And every time we think we're just getting that chance to see the light at the end of the tunnel, someone else builds another tunnel on the other end and throws another pile of stuff at us and we're just faced with that question again of what's next. And it's this constant, never-ending time of what's next. You know, you, you hear that problems come in threes. You know, I remember a week where our vehicle broke down, our refrigerator started to leak water, and then we found a water leak in the back of our wall. And it's like, dear Lord, what's next? And what was next was a leaky toilet on the second floor. And all in all, in a period of three months, we had the insurance company out here multiple times, replacing our ceiling, replacing our floors, fixing our pipes. And it's this constant need of what's next. And we never feel the end. We never feel the, the completion of it because by the time we're just fixing the problem that's facing us, the next problem comes ahead. And there's no place to turn and there's no place to drop it and there's nowhere to find out how to stop. But if we, if we read what God's really trying to tell us within the psalm and the message is that we do have a place to go. We do have a way to step away from the world and just hand over our burdens to God and say, okay, God, I'm done. This is everything going on in my life. I don't know what to do next. Help. And in that question of help and that need of trying to find a way to get help, we're, we're given this view of, of a calmness in our life that we just yearn for and we ache for. Yet the moment we get close there again, the next thing that happens is what's next? This is where we really need to turn to both the Lord and our communities. We as a people like to rely upon ourselves. We don't want to rely on anybody else because no one else is going to do it the right way, the way we want it done, the way we wish it could be done, or even the way we wished it was done. They don't. They're not us. They don't see the world through our eyes. They don't understand our end goal. And we just have trouble handing it over. And what these two messages are saying is it's time to hand it over. What's next is us trying to find a way to release our burdens and hand them to other people. 
to find a way to no longer carry every weight above the world upon our shoulders, but to let the Lord reach out and carry that load for you or to help carry that load. You know, when we look at God in its three faces, you've got God the Father. God the Father is Dad. He's the one who's the punisher. He is the, the protector. He is the one that makes sure that our lives move forward. And then we have God the Holy Spirit, which is more like Mom. She, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one who consoles us and hugs us and, and fixes our boo-boos and kisses us on the cheek. But then there's Jesus, or God the Son, God our brother. And it's our brother who reaches out his hands to pick up the other half of your load. As you're carrying a bucket filled with more and more stuff, it's his hand that reaches down and takes the other side of that bucket and helps you carry it and lift it. And it's within this that we have to find ways to release what we want to keep within us to someone else to help carry it. Now, of course, I will always say that you can release this to God. You might not get all the work done, but at least it gives you a place to put that, that weariness, a place to talk and, and just get out all those things that are, are weighing upon you. But it's within this that we also have to learn to allow someone else to take the yoke with us and carry it with us to to be able to step in and fix those things that we are just unable to fix there is always a problem that we will be faced where it's going to take more than one person to resolve that problem and somehow in our lives we're not always willing to release that to to just let it all go and it's in this this need of, of releasing, of, of looking at what's next. And what's next is not, oh God, what's next? But it's, oh God, what can I hand you next? You know, it, I, I look in this room and I see my friends in here. And when I have a friend, I can reach out to Soli and to Amgal and to DJ Drave and Dread Cam and Christy and say, here's my issue. What can you offer to help me? What do you know the answer to my problem? And if they don't, I have other people I can go to, but they can also offer up suggestions. And what I'm telling you now is that it's okay to ask for help. You don't, you, you always can go to God for help, but it's okay to ask others for help. The ultimate message that what God is really trying to give us with these is that we need to stop being so self-reliant. Even within Ecclesiastes, it says that two sleep better than one, for two sleep warmly and one sleeps coldly. When you are working by yourself and you fall, who is there to lift you up? But when you are working in pairs and you fall, you have someone next to you to lift you up. And if you're working as three, you have one person to watch your back, one person to pick you up, and you get picked up. And the reason we say when you're working as three is when you really look at it, it's you, your friend, and God working together. It's why in marriage, when we look at marriage, marriage is the unification of man and woman and God. It's the ultimate triune God shown in marriage. The Father, the Mother, and the Spirit.
And in that, what we're doing is we're allowing ourselves to have problems that we can hand to the other. You know, when I first got married, I will admit, and my wife knows this, and she's hearing this in the other room, that I was not always willing to hand her my problems. Why? Because I wasn't sure she could understand and fix them. I'm still not going to go to my wife when I'm having a computer issue because she is not a computer person, and she will look at me and tell me to fix my own problem. But I have more problems in life than what's wrong with the computer. I have problem. I ran into an issue where I was allowing myself to get stressed. So I'm gonna tell you a story of me because that's the easiest story to tell. We have a pretty good um, split of duties in our house. I work 40 to 60 hours a week in my office. Um, I, I earn a majority of the, the money that our family utilizes to live, play, and, you know, and, and work. And my wife earns a smaller amount that we really use to cover things like extra bills, extra vacation money, and my guitar lessons. And that division works for us. And in that division, I paid the bills. Now, I'm not saying that I brought the money to pay the bills. I sat down every other week in front of my computer and I paid the bills. That also meant that I was the one who told my wife whether or not we had money in the bank account to buy the stuff she wanted to buy. It's not a good job for me. I did that for 15 years. It wasn't a good job for me. I couldn't tell my wife no. So in that instance, I was letting ourselves get broke by letting her buy the things that I thought we should let her buy because work hard for money, let's play with the money. And I was doing the best I could to pay the bills. Now we never actually missed paying our bills. We never really were truly broke. We were cash poor. So always food in the refrigerator. There was always gas in the cars. There was always a roof over our head. The major bills and the mortgage were always paid. But that job was stressing me out beyond all belief. I was unable to mentally keep up with everything going on and all the little pockets I was putting stuff to try and continue to pay the bills. And finally, my wife asked me what was going on and I just broke down. I did exactly what these things say. I came to her and I just let it all out. And our roles switched. Everyone can hear me still, correct? I just got an alert about my Wi-Fi. I'm going to take those hearts as yes, we can still hear you. Um, and in that, she took on the role of paying the bills. She's she, not only has she paid the bills, she's actually taken us to a much better place we've ever been financially. Lots of money in savings, plenty of cash and checking. I have no clue how much money I have. She gives me enough so I can go spend and buy all the toys I want to buy without ever really affecting our major budget. It, it, the world worked out because I finally was willing to raise my hand and say, I'm drowning. I need someone to pick me up. And in that moment, my wife did exactly what I hoped she would do. She reached her hand down. She tossed me a life preserver. She picked me up. She took on that role. And we're in a much better place because of it. I'm mentally in a much better place because of it. That was almost 10 years ago. And in those 10 years, she doesn't get stressed from those bills like I did. 
When she has an issue, she comes and talks it out with me. I was unable to do that with her, which added to the problem. In this message, what we're saying is that's what I, I ask of you to do. When you have a problem that you cannot solve or that is stressing you out, go to someone and ask for help. Because ultimately, as God is asking you to ask him for help, he's also asking you to ask your community for help. Because ultimately, the idea of all of us in a church is all of us are in a community. And it's in the communities that we live, we play, and we work that we have the people we can lean upon to reach out for help. Because as we make our communities loving places, the love goes both ways. If I treat you as I want to treat myself and you treat me as you want to treat yourself, we both know that when we have a problem, we want someone else to help. So without saying, yeah, I'm going to say it again, that, that we, I'm asking you today that when you are drowning, raise up your hand and ask for help. And as I end this sermon, I want to give you one more story that really gives us a, a meaning. When the disciples and Jesus were floating across the, uh, the sea, the, the Sea of Galilee, and a storm was upon them, and the boat was rocking and shaking, Jesus slept. Why did Jesus sleep? Because he was unafraid, because he had, no, he had people to watch his back. Yet the disciples were scared. But then Jesus did something different. He stepped out upon the water and he walked. And when one of the disciples stepped out into the water with him, he started to sink. Why did he sink? Because he stopped believing he could rely on Jesus. And when he reached out his hand and Jesus lifted him up, together they were able to walk on water as a team. Separately, the disciple never would have been able to. Together with my wife, we're able to face the world as a team where I think someday separately, I know I would not be in the place I'm in. And I think she wouldn't be in the place she's in because separately we're not as good a team as we are together. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God, fill my heart with the love that you freely give. Make love my first and last thoughts. May I love others and freely give to them. Make my spirit a spirit of joy, happiness, and love for both my friends and my enemies. Help me love as abundantly as you have loved me. Amen. Now, as I play the next song, I ask if you have any prayer requests, please click the blue bubble at the bottom right or shoot me a DM, and I'll add that to the prayer we'll do at the end of the song. And of course, if you ask for that prayer to be private, I will only call you out by name that you have a prayer request and I won't tell anyone what it is. So, you know, when DJ Dave broke his favorite bong, I'm not going to, well, I just gave away the, the, you know, the thing, but I wouldn't tell everyone that's what he was praying for. So, you know, you get the idea. Anyway, our song is Good God by Blessing Ofer.
We had someone come to the door, and of course, we have three giant alarms that go off when someone rings the doorbell. Normally two, but we have the neighbor's dog, so they all decided to go off. <sighs> okay. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for the gorgeous day, for this opportunity for us to come together and worship in your name. I ask that you look down upon us, take us in your arms and give us a big hug. Watch over Soli and respect her, DJ Dave and Gibby, Ann and Christy, Cam, Dupe, and Doge Nepal. I ask that you look over, understand what's in their hearts, and help them find the answers and the hope that they need and the love that they surely have for you and that you have for them. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. So, of course, the favorite part of, of church is tithing. And normally I say I'd ask you to, to go out into your communities and support your communities because that truly is what tithing is. Tithing is um, using your the blessings that God gives to you to support your community. So your time, your treasure, your talents to support your community, help where you feel the community needs it most, such as helping a neighbor mow their lawn, fostering a pet, donating to local homeless shelter, feeding people. Tithing is that act of sharing gifts that God has blessed you to help care for others. But this week, I'm going to ask for something a little different. If you are looking for an organization to donate to, on Saturday, I was at the memorial service for my Uncle Carl. Um, he was 81 when he passed away. He served in the military, was a member of the um, Flying Tigers, was a loadmaster. He was, he was just an amazing guy. He, he was another member of our family that converted to Christianity. He was a member of the Lutheran Church. And he's asked that if anyone wants to make contributions, you can do it in Carl's memory to the woundedwarriorproject.org or the Mount Kisco Interface Food Pantry, if the Little Blessing Scholarship Fund. If you would like to donate to any of those three, please reach out to me and I'll give you the addresses of them. Not my normal request for ties, but this was not a normal weekend for me or for, for my family. So um, the benefit we had of this weekend is all of his siblings showed up and all of his siblings' children were there. So we as a family showed in mass to uh, honor Carl and the family. We had a Outside of Saturday being a solemn moment, and this was a memorial service, he did pass away back in August, so we've had time to process his death, but we had a time to re recharge and reconnect as a family, which was an amazing thing to be able to do together. So, you know, as you're praying, I ask you to keep our family in your prayers, just as I ask you to keep everyone who's here in all your community in your prayers. And now let us pray as we leave. God, we thank you for meeting us here tonight and for delivering your word. 
May each soul in this place have been touched through the songs and the preaching, and may each take to heart the word that came forth. We pray that those seeking an answer received it, and those that needed a special touch were granted that touch. Bless each of us and keep us safe until we're able to gather together again. Let everyone know and understand that asking for help is exactly what you're asking us to do. And now I say to you all, go into the world with confidence, trusting that Christ is walking with you, that we, your community, is walking with you. Go be a beacon of light in this dark world and share love wherever you go. Amen. And thank you. We end tonight with one more song, and I have to find where I put it. Here it is, All Because of You by David Leonard.
friends, if you look up at the uh, the Jumbotron up top, you will see that Solely Good Vibes every week puts on an after-service after-party. A chance for us all to come together and chat and just relax and have a good time. So if you would like to come join us and just chill out and have a great end of the week or start of the next week, please come and join us. I will be there in 10 minutes, just like Soli will when the space starts. You all have a great week. I love you all, and I'll see you through the week or in 10 minutes. Goodbye.